We're teeing up the Leafs doubleheader this weekend and telling you three Leafs whose stock is rising and three Leafs whose stock is falling since the trade deadline. Let's get into it on today's edition of Locked On Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the March 31st edition of the Lockdown Leafs Podcast. This is your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's Brother on TSN's Overdrive and 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Lockdown Leafs, a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free. Wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, you can also check us out on video format on YouTube. That's Lockdown Leafs on youtube hit subscribe we got new content coming out each and every weekday monday through friday it's all leaves all the time all right dave it's a big weekend big weekend we got a double header that we got to tee up going up to ottawa and then we come back home sunday and the leaves have detroit but what also is a double header this weekend is wrestlemania my friend saturday and sunday we got to have two screens going at once. Two screens going at once for these games, don't we? Yes, most especially. Uh, I, I I will say that the idea of how... At first, I wasn't sure about the doubleheader for WrestleMania. Then I remember I don't want to be watching wrestling for six straight hours. I know there's a lot of diehard to do, but six straight hours is a little much for me. Dude, uh, they still put on a four-hour show. Like That thing's still going to go to like 11.30. Yeah. <laughs> the good thing is, is that there's going to be wrestlers who you ever hear about the WrestleMania bump, who those who don't make the make the card and they're like distraught because they don't get to make it. It's happened many times before. At least that doesn't happen anymore. But yeah, I do. Um, I will say that a doubleheader WrestleMania, they're just they the WWE just knows. Like for those of you who are wondering why wrestling has been a way to stay uh, alive for so long. Like the WWE just finds new ways to hook you in. Mm. They do. They absolutely do. The one good thing is, you know, these games, they will end probably like almost perfect timing for like maybe the second to last or the main event will just be starting around when it's over. So that is something that we can kind of look forward to is, you know, when it, when it's over, I think it'll go right into the main event match and, you know, we'll be able to watch that. We'll get more into some wrestling conversation. Not so much wrestling, but Dave and I are going to be doing our uh, Leafs edition um, of a WrestleMania, like a card, like a, an event card. What? what are they, that's what they call it, right? A card? Yeah, a card. Yeah. yeah, we're making a card. So we've it's got three matches. Boxing. It's a boxing card. Yes. So we've got three matches, WrestleMania-style matches, that we will be uh, – <laughs> we've got former and one – Sorry, one former Maple Leaf and the rest current Maple Leafs. We had to make up this card. Uh, so we'll do that a little bit later. Um, we're also going to do some stock up, stock down a little bit later as well. Why don't we quickly tee up this weekend's doubleheader and talk about the games coming up. So they got to go up to Ottawa, uh, and then they're back home Sunday uh, against Detroit. So a little bit of a back-to-back here. Um 
you know, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Which one, which, which of these two games excites you a little more? Oh, I mean the Ottawa one for sure. You always yeah. love to watch a good battle of Ontario considering how the last one went a lot of back and forth action. Ottawa's been playing some pretty inspired hockey up and down inspired hockey, but they're right in the middle of things. Does Matt Murray get the start again? I mean, probably. I think uh, the, I, I can't remember the, the they're in they're in Ottawa for they're time. in Ottawa, yeah, yeah. That Matt Murray have it because you know Samsonov can. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me, but I, I thought Matt Murray played really well in Ottawa. Like that was, I mean, the the big night for him. So uh, also, our locked on centers they always think that Matt Murray is trying to hide. From playing Ottawa, so let's not give them that satisfaction of the Leafs hiding Matt Murray as well. Yeah, I agree. I, I'd like to see Murray play night one, and then let uh, let Samsonov play that home game against Detroit in 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 night two. Did you see the comments? Actually, speaking of a back to back and and splitting these up as home away starts, did you see the comments the other day from practice? Sheldon Keefe saying it has his attention. The home road splits of both. Uh, Samsonov and Matt Murray like if 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 you guys aren't aware Matt Murray has been really good on the road his his road numbers are pretty solid and not so great when he's at home well it's vice versa for the other guy Samsonov who's been lights out dominant at home and not so so great when he's on the road and uh, Keith said eh, it's, it's got my attention maybe something we could see come playoff time Dave a true tandem where they split home and road games. It, it very well could happen. I know Sheldon Keith has said the playoffs, everything kind of resets. It's a different animal, but I do think that let's say Samsonov, you know, he has a good start at home. He'll play the next game at home, but if he doesn't play well at home, I also don't know if Sheldon Keith is going to like, ah, oh, he's played well at home all year long. I'm going to stick with it. I think, He's just going to have to play what he he's going to have. Like, this is probably going to be his toughest decision is how he's going to juggle this. But you can't ignore when a guy says he's more comfortable playing at home, too. Right. Like, that, that's just something you have to. I think that's what he's trying to get at with those comments and saying, like, we've noticed that a certain guy that one of them likes to play at home a lot more than he does playing on the road. And I like you see it. You see how how well Samsonov plays at Scotiabank it's not something you can easily ignore. So I, I get where the comments come from for sure. Yeah. Um, if they could pick up, you know, two or well, yeah, I guess both wins four to four points. It would also go a long way for this team to, um, to uh, officially lock up home ice advantage in round one against the Tampa Bay lightning, Mitch Marner looking to extend his point streak to 11 straight, no 12 straight games. Actually, it'll be 12 straight. Cause he did, uh, extended it in the game against Florida the other night. Um, isn't it weird how he's on a 12-game winning streak and it's like almost a, a footnote on the season for him because he just seems to always be on a very long point streak? I mean, the other one was a historic one, so I think it's just like, ah, 12 games, that's nothing. This yeah, guy wake me up when he's at 21 again. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it... it Mitch Marner's ability to put up points and doing those other, like everyone was talking about him being able to play a puck off his head. Like um, I, I just think he's just finding different ways to have an impact on the game. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty good. But the fact that like we know he's primarily a points guy, he's going to put up points. We know that um, 
And these types of streaks, this is whoa, whoa, whoa. Primarily a points guy. Don't do my man's dirty like that. (laughs) I mean, that's his that's his thing. He is the he is the magician. He is the Marner magician. He can he puts he pulls out points like it's nothing. You're right. He pulls out points like it's rabbits out of a hat. But he's also an elite defensive player. Like I think the guy's gonna be probably top three, definitely top five on the Selkie ballot. It's not yeah. like points are his thing. He's just hockey's his thing. It's just an overall great player. But if you ask a lot of other people, they still don't believe that with Mitch Marner. Like, well, that's that's people who do, clearly don't watch a lot of Maple Leafs hockey. Yeah. I think it's severely underrated. Like we, we didn't talk about this at all, actually. But like when the NHLPA Player Bowl came out last week, I thought that Mitch Marner was criminally underrated by by players because he wasn't anywhere to be seen. All you can tell me that Mitch Marner isn't one of the best stick handlers in the NHL or all one of the best passers in the NHL. Nowhere to be seen on those lists. He's so underrated, not only by fans outside this market. I think this market understands how yes. good Mitch Marner is, but people outside the market, they look at him and they're like, oh, yeah, he's a really electric point scorer who's saddled up to Austin Matthews and just, you know, he can he gets a lot of cookies that way, gets a lot of assists that way. No, that's not what this guy's all about, man. No. Mitch Marner's the real deal my france the problem, real deal problem is is you watch you see Connor mcdavid and what he's doing even leon dreisaitl do i think leon dreisaitl is a better passer than mitch marner i personally don't think so i think dreisaitl is actually a really good passer he is helping <laughs> david but yeah he's pretty good but i still think marner is the more creative passer and he can do things that some other players don't really can't really do and yeah i mean you don't want it's it's hard to say that the Leafs get over, like get underrated because they're obviously the, the amount of coverage they get. I guess maybe that skews things a little bit. But like Alexander Barkov is no longer the most underrated player in the NHL. Not if he's been named that for the last four or five seasons in a row. I know it's 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 insane the fact that he continues to be named that. It's like, dude, if you're underrated for five years, clearly people rate you very highly. Like, that's not the case anymore. And, I mean, you can't call Mitch Marner underrated either because he's, you know, back-to-back years, first-team all-star right winger. But I think his overall game is what's underrated. Like, his defensive play is what uh, is, is maybe what surprises people who don't watch him on a daily basis. I would say most people are, are quite surprised at how effective and efficient he is uh, as a 200-foot player. I mean, the guy kills penalties, man. How many superstar wingers kill penalties? Not, not a lot effectively kill penalties effectively kill penalties especially at his size too like he's not the biggest dude so he's uh yeah saying that points are his thing that's just a slight on my guy mitchy marn sauce pal i'll i'll give you that i mean but i'm just going by what a lot of people tell me the guy knows how to put up points be a leader david not a follower I apologize. (laughs) All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, get some stock up, stock down, and we got a WrestleMania card that we got to get to. Who do I have battling it out for a championship between the Maple Leafs? You'll have to find out next. But first, a word from one of our show sponsors. And, uh, of course, it's FanDuel. The NCAA tournament is heating up. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does 
not win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. You can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads, uh, goal total, shop props, whatever you want. It's all safe, all secure, and super easy to use on the FanDuel app. Don't miss your shot. No sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Welcome back into the Locked On These Podcast. Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. Uh, we do daily videos here, Monday through Friday, video slash podcasts out of, uh, on Locked On Leafs. Um, we got a couple of segments that we want to do, but this one, I, I think because it's the end of the month, end of the month of, of March, and it's been pretty much a whole month that we've seen this, this new team since the trade deadline. And I think it's time we start to kind of look and, and evaluate how guys have played since the deadline. So we're going to do a little stock up, stock down uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Why don't you give me uh, a couple players who you believe are trending up to start? Well, I'm going to start with Cal Yonkroke. He's, he's putting, he's keeps on putting up points. Unfortunately, the goal that was taken back against the Panthers so a friend of mine's like, I want to bet on an any leaf score. I said either Matthews or Yarncroke. Funny enough, both of them did put the puck in the net, but he ended up putting his money on the guy that had his goal taken away. No. Oh. It, was, it was so demoralizing. <laughs> he was so happy, and I'm like, oh, no. I even put, I just put in the chat, oh, no. He's like, no, don't tell me it's being reviewed. I said, yep. Okay. No, this this one's coming back. That that is very much offside. Yeah, it is very much offside. So that's not great. But he's been awesome. You're right. Like he's been elevated. Started out the month at the trade deadline. He was like pretty much on on the third line, and all of a sudden you look, and now he's on a top line, and and he's being asked by Austin Matthews to stay there. Like he went to Sheldon Keith and and said like, oh, I, I like the chemistry that we're building. I want to keep him on this line with me. And and it's been it's been real, real solid. Um, so yeah, he certainly is one. Next to Austin Matthews, no Maple Leaf has scored more even strength goals since uh since the deadline since Kelly Arncroft. So he certainly is one of the guys whose stock is trending up. Um Austin Matthews, though, is also a guy whose stock is trending up. And that's only because like prior to the month of March, he still was in limbo. Like he still wasn't playing at the elite all-star um, heart trophy level pace that we expected him to play at this season. You know, he had that knee injury and then there was the apparent wrist injury that he was dealing with as well. That all seems to be in the past now because the last couple of weeks we're starting to see the Austin Matthews of last year show up. He's got nine goals in his last 11 games and uh, he's just shooting the puck with a lot more authority. He's shooting it with a lot more regularity and he's skating again, which I think is the biggest part of his game that uh, that has allowed him to excel into this new, well, back into the stratosphere of being one of the best in the world. Um, so his stock certainly is someone who's trending upward. Yeah, he was the other guy that I had because you can't you can't ignore what Austin Matthews has been doing, and you know he went from putting up six points in six games in uh, in February. Yep, if I'm reading that right to almost like tripling that in the month of March. If you just want to get an idea, he's at like 20, he's at 19 points so far in the month of March, which is obviously ending. So not a, not a bad, not a bad way to say that Austin Matthews is certainly trending up. 
Um, as for one of the new additions who I think is also trending up were Jake McCabe. Yep. I think when he first came here, there was optimism that Jake McCabe could be a good top four guy, shut down defenseman. And then uh, he gets thrust up into top pair duties alongside TJ Brody as the de facto shutdown pair. I think he's pretty well excelled in that role. You know, there's the gap in the in the Florida game the other night, but played well after that. Um, for the most part, I think he's been real solid since coming over uh, from Chicago, you know, ahead of the trade deadline. So I think Jake McCabe also deserves to be on this list as, uh, you know, one of the guys whose who's stock has certainly risen within Leafs Nation over the course of the last um, month since he's gotten here. Yeah, and he's, you know, we saw what that one game when Chicago was in Toronto, he didn't play so well. And people were just like, oh, and the Leafs want to trade for Jake McCabe. And then we realized when he's playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs, he is a very much a different player because he's actually playing on a good team. Um, yeah, he, I think. Go ahead. He jumps up into the rush a lot more than I anticipated yeah. too. He like he's not shy. Offense. He's not shy to do that. He has more offensive instincts than I kind of realized. I know that when he was with Buffalo, he was more willing to, you know, try to get those offensive chances. Um, and look, I mean, TJ Brody is not exactly going to always step up to do the, those things offensively. So. I like that Jake McCabe is willing to do that. Um, and he's he's uh, responsible enough to also realize he's got to make sure he's covering himself defensively as well. All right, stock down. A couple of guys we'll talk about whose stock is going downward. Um, I'll start. And I think Timothy Lilligren is probably the number one guy whose stock has fallen. Like, he went from being... Someone who, prior to the deadline, I looked at as a person who was almost locked into a top four role. Like, he certainly was locked into a playoff role. Like, he was one of the top six guys, a nightly staple in this lineup. And now he's having a tough time getting into the lineup. And when he does, you know, his last couple of games, he's played eight minutes, ten minutes. Like, he's just being coming in as the seventh defenseman and not really getting a whole lot of opportunity. And I think it's kind of... Um, it's, it's, he's lacking confidence because of this, I think. And, and maybe it's, it's what's kind of led to him struggling of late. Just the fact that he doesn't really know what his role is. Like that's probably affecting a young player who thought that he had a good thing going. And then all of a sudden some changes were made. Some of his friends, his Swedish compadres sent uh, to different teams. And now he's here and he's out of the lineup. And it's like, what's, wow. When did that happen? A lot has happened. Like this, no player on this team, I think, has had their stock decrease more than Timothy Lilligren has in the past month. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. It's, it's unfortunate because we all have high hopes for Timothy Lilligren. He's going to be a big part of this future. And yeah, Kyle Dubas said the same thing about Rasmus Sandin, and he got traded, and maybe that impacted his confidence just a little bit. Um, but I also think that with Sandine going, it also put that spotlight on, on Lilligren to be that young guy that has to step up. And maybe that's, you know, maybe he's just not at ease with that. I don't know, but he hasn't been like the 11 seven is tough. And uh, I, I did hear someone say that it's tougher on the younger players. Cause they have to make those adjustments Veteran players. They can, they can handle those adjustments a little better. Younger players. It does take, a little more time for them to get, you know, situated with the 11 seven. So I'm not going to use that as the excuse because I think there's other reasons he's not playing well. I do think confidence is the big one. And 
Sheldon Heave's got to find a way to get his confidence back. Another guy trending down, Dave. Michael Bunting. Like, ever since he was taken out of the top six, he, you know, once, you know, against the Panthers, you saw him uh, jarring at, you know, Kachuk and whoever was on the ice with him, uh, you know, Rako Gudas. But, like, other than that, he's not putting up the points. You know, it shows how much he needs to play with a guy like Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner or even William Nylander to put up points, and that's unfortunate. Like, we, you heard that report uh, from uh, – you brought up the report from Mike Johnston saying that other teams would be willing to give him $4 million a season. Right now, he's not playing like a $4 million player. Like, right, like if you asked me this a, you know, a few months ago, I could see that. I could ar- You could argue that. But he's not played like a $4 million player. This is probably the worst time for him to be playing like this because he needs to solidify his role. He needs to make sure that – you know, his stock doesn't drop so much that when it comes to free agency, he's not going to, I mean, he'll still get, he'll still get a decent offer if it's not from the least, if it's from another team. Like, uh, I don't know if you saw that he was named as the top free agent by daily Faceoff. Like, I don't know. I don't know where that idea has come from, but a $4 million a year player potentially to being the top free agent available. Like Michael Bunting has, apparently has the best chance to just cash in on a pretty piss poor raging class, and he has not done that. So apparently, Patrick Kane is not as good as Michael Bunting. No, he's washed up. Didn't you know? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, that was. Uh, I did see that, and I was like, "There's quite a few players I think that will be uh, available on July one that are going to be better than one Mikael Bunting." Uh, he's definitely. Another guy, though, that uh, does it does deserve to be on this list. I'm just looking, you know, in the month of March, he's got two goals in 14 games, just four points in the month of March uh, as a whole. And um, his minutes have kind of decreased. He's now playing uh, under 15 minutes a game, which, you know, earlier in the year when he's playing on a top line, you know, this guy's playing, you know, upwards of 17, 18, 19. I'm seeing 20-minute games out of this guy on his game logs. Um and now he's definitely his role's been diminished. He's playing on the third line. Like him and Yarncroft essentially swap roles. So you, when you see one guy who goes up, someone's got to go down. That's how things balance out. And Michael Bunting uh, just unfortunately is is the guy who right now has found himself on the outside looking into that top six. And um, we'll see what happens come playoff. I, I still do feel like he will be a top six guy. When the playoffs come around, like I, I just, I don't know, my gut, I feel like we'll see that happen. Um, but for now, he certainly is someone who, yeah, things aren't uh, trending in the right direction for for one Michael Bunting in, in what is a contract year for him. So not great for, uh, for Bunts. No. Uh, all right, we'll take one more quick break. When we get back, Dave, we're going to get to our WrestleMania Leafs Edition card. I keep butchering it. I, I don't know what to call it. Leafs WrestleMania, Leafs edition WrestleMania card. Maybe that's the way that we should call it. Anyways, we're getting to it next. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. We got a pair of games this weekend. They are up in Ottawa on Saturday, back home to face Detroit on Sunday. But something else is happening this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. Another doubleheader. And that's WrestleMania, my friend. WrestleMania. 
Um, I was much more into wrestling when I was a when I was a kid, but I do typically get into mania if if I got nothing going on, I'll I'll, I'll toss it on. Uh, so I think certainly this weekend it might be on in the background. And I might stream it or something while watching the game, um, and then watch the, the the title matches at the end, the main event uh, matches for sure. But I thought it'd be fun for us, you know, to put together our own WrestleMania card using current Maple Leafs players with one alumna. You get one alumna that you can use in this uh, in this card. So you got three matches. Cannot overlap players. Can't use them twice. You can only use uh, you can't use the same match type twice either. So only one time each. So I will give you the floor. Give me your WrestleMania card matches one through three. Give me the whole thing. All right. So we are going to start with the Money in the Bank ladder match. I knew you were going to do this. Um, it's actually a really great match for those who don't understand the Money in the Bank ladder match. So the way it works in wrestling is, you know, got usually six guys competing in mine it's only three but you have six wrestlers competing for a briefcase that hangs at the top of the ladder and you try to get it and if you get it you get a contract that says you can have a match for the wrestling and world wrestling entertainment championship whenever you like um so mine is a uh, money in the bank match it features michael bunting alexander kerfoot and callie yarncroke those three players do you feel like there's a connection there with those three players? Are those three players looking to find a contract in the top six? P- potentially in the top one line on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Right now, Cal Yarncroke holds holds the money in the bank contract. It's his. By Michael Bunding, Alexander Kerfoot have also made their mark to try to get there themselves. And I feel like that could potentially... Sheldon Keefe had likes the matches and mix and matches lines. Maybe we could see that down the road. Mm, I like it. I like that a lot. So that should be a, that should be a fun matchup. What follows as your second match of the evening? We have a last man standing match. And this one here, uh, you knock down your opponent and you hope that they cannot get up before the count of 10. Similar like boxing. I have the battle of the defensemen. You have Justin Hall going up against one Timothy Lilligren. <laughs> the last man standing match. Why those two gentlemen? Because when Timothy Lilligren is not in the lineup, who does everybody look at is Justin Hall. Mm. Winner gets the sixth spot. Exactamento. All right, all right, all right. I like it. And your main event. My main event is an Elimination Chamber match, which never happens at WrestleMania. It has its own pay-per-view, but it's WrestleMania. We're going to break it out here. Cheater. Yep, yep. That's, I mean, I mean that's, that's how I roll now. You've made me a cheater. You have Austin Matthews going up against Mitch Marner, going up against Ryan O'Reilly, John Tavares, William Nylander, and my legendary edition, fan favorite, he was at the game against the Panthers, got a massive ovation. I think I he was here too. Can I guess? Go ahead. Was it Doug Gilmore? It was not Doug Gilmore, but he Ooh. played with Doug Gilmore. He was the captain of the 93 team. That is one Mr. Wendell Clark. 
Like the you heard I don't know if you like the ovation that Wendell Clark got. Like there you, there is a very much there there's three people I find that always get the biggest ovations. Yeah. Like when they when they do the military thing you're you're yeah. talking about, right? Yeah. So for those who who haven't been to a Leafs game, um in the first period, I think it's the first TV timeout actually of the game. Yeah, it's really early on. Yeah, they do like a military appreciation, so they give a jersey uh, a camo jersey to a member of uh, of the military who's in attendance, an honorary member, and they put it up on the jumbotron. And then one of the Maple Leafs alumni are there to present the jersey. It's a really nice thing that they do. And the three guys that I find get the most love is Wendell, obviously gets a pop every time. Yeah. Doug Gilmore gets a pop every time, and Cujo. Those three guys, people just go crazy for. When those three pop up on the jumbotron, yeah, and like Daryl Sittler is another one that always gets a gets a really good reaction. I think Thomas, I've seen Thomas Carberry do it before. Oh, I mean, a lot of them have done. I mean, Carlos done it. Like Darcy Tucker, Tucks will do it every now and then. I, I think Gary Roberts has probably done it. I've seen Nick Antropov before. You think Frankie will do it one time? You think my boy Frank Carrado will get an opportunity? I mean, he well, he's usually working the games, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He is. So you have to be, I I want to see what happens if if uh, O Dog goes. Oh, he's done it. He's done it. He's done it. I, yeah, I haven't seen it. I would love. I I would love to see that reaction. Live. A little bit of a pop. A little pop. People know. People know. All right. So that is your lineup card. I like I it. It's card. a good one. Um, I like your reasoning too. You've got more. You've got more of a theme to every match. Every match has a theme. And but like they, it, they all had something that they were fighting for, which I actually appreciate a lot. Mine was, mine was a little bit different. Mine was more I don't know, entertainment value as opposed to fighting for a theme uh, or fighting for, you know, like the six spot or a top line role, you know, like that, that's what you had, but it's all good. It's all good. Everyone. Uh, I think this will be, Hopefully just as good as what yours was. Um, so my first match, Dave, to start the night, what's better? What is better than a WrestleMania TLC match for the tag team? Title? I was very close to putting a TLC match. There's nothing better. Nothing better than a, a tag team titles TLC match. And in honor of what is one of my favorite, strike that, my absolute favorite match of all time, the TLC Two and TLC one, they're both actually just as great. It's a triple threat tag team match, my friend. So we've got the Swedes, Nylander and Lilligren. We've got the third pair in Mark Giordano and Luke Shen. Just like the old guards. We'll call it the old guys. I'll okay. call it the oldies. Okay. The oldies. Luke Shen and uh, Mark Giordano. And then we have the Cabers, Jake McCabe and Brian McCabe. <laughs> That's my veteran, Brian McCabe. You got the Cabers, you got the Swedes, you got the oldies all fighting for the tag team titles in a TLC match. I think that would be quite entertaining. It's actually not too bad. It's not too bad. I like the Brian McCabe edition. I- it would have been funny if Jake McCabe got twenty four. I like, wanted so bad. I like Simmer. Simmer just for, like I know Simmons is tied to that number twenty four, but just just for the heck of it, they should have really said, "Hey Wayne, 
Like, like take, let him have number 24. You take 22. Just would have, would have been just so satisfying to see that. Well, at first he took two <laughs> and then they trade yeah. for Shen. And they're like, actually, do you mind tossing a, another two on that Jersey? He's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> it would have been weird to see Luke Shen anything but two. I know it really would have been. And I probably would have hated Jake McCabe for it. So it was good on him to to make some friends early in the fan base to, by doing that. All right, my second match of the evening. The it's the Riley Showdown, Morgan Riley versus Ryan O'Reilly in a steel cage match. Oh, poor Moro, poor Moro, just putting him in the in the trenches like that. Hey, man, I don't think Mo would. I think he could surprise you, man. He he's got a feistiness to him. He's he's, a, and it's funny because Ryan Riley is not much of a fighter. It's like a Cody versus Roman. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Kinda. Are you putting? Are you making Morgan Riley the Cody? Because there's no way you're making him the Roman Reigns. Yes, of course. Okay. Of course. That's that's what I'm going getting to, for sure. So that's my second match. Okay. And Which my third on? match is a triple threat. No holds barred match for the Toronto Maple Leafs captaincy. You have the captain, John Tavares, defending his C against Austin Matthews and Mitchell Marner. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, if you just had Tavares and Matthews, that would have also made sense. I. That um, but you I know, did originally, and I was gonna have that, but I was like, I don't have Marner anywhere on this. I need to include him somewhere. So Marner, but Marner, you know what? Like Marner is someone that I feel like would wouldn't say no to ever being asked to be the captain. He deserves the tight. He deserves the chance. After yes. the season he's had, he deserves a shot at the title. And if he ends up winning it, he's deserving. Yeah. No, no, that's very true. Um. You know, he's not, he doesn't shy away from being a leader at all. He does some great things off the ice as well. So, yeah, you know, he does have some captain like qualities to him for sure. And it's not the, it's, it's not that it's common, but from time to time, we do see a triple threat match for a championship at uh, WrestleMania. We do see, usually you'll see the two guys that are the known contender. So you would have like Tavares and Matthews. And out of nowhere, they're like, we got to spice this up. So we're just going to sprinkle a third person into this. Yeah, right. Marner won the Rumble or Marner's, you know, cashing in on uh, previous money in the bank. One of those two. He's a top contender based off of uh, the year that he's had. Yeah. So he gets a chance to to win the captaincy. Uh, but that is, uh, yeah, that's my... Uh, that's my WrestleMania lineup card for, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not, not, not a bad one. Not a bad one at all. I do like the, uh, you try to get the, you know, the Riley and O'Reilly. Like that's, that's pretty clever. Decent match stipulation. TLC is always going to be a very entertaining one. That's for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let us know down below. If you, uh, who, who has the better, the better uh, pay-per-view Dave or myself. I vote Dave. Uh, you you had more. I would say you had more thought, but I like your uh, I liked your line of thinking for fighting for like positions in the lineup. I kind of did that with the captaincy. Yeah, but you know what? I probably could have made that elimination chamber for the captaincy, and it would have made. I mean, the only one that would have been an outlier would have been Nylander. It would have worked. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I'll let you take it too. I'll, I'll let, let you do that. I will rescind my desire to be a, a writer for WWE. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pal. We'll uh, we'll leave it there. Fun stuff, fun show. Enjoy the games, Ottawa, Detroit. Enjoy uh, night one, night two of WrestleMania, everybody. But that'll do it for us here on the podcast. I thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to Locked On These Podcasts on all podcast platforms. And see daily leaves content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. Leave a like and a comment down below if you're watching here on YouTube. That'd be greatly appreciated. We'll be back uh, next week. We'll be back Monday. But until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leaves.